Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone we about Louis. We need to Louis. talk to someone about Louis. <laughs> hey, Kate. Oh, lovey. I am never going to refer to squash except as a verb again. I'm going to pound you. Yeah, right. What can we play while you squash? <laughs> Let's squash. Yeah, you know, it sounds kind of dirty when you put it like that, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like this episode goes to some pretty filthy, sweat dripping places, to be honest. <laughs> there is a lot of bodily fluids, yeah, <laughs> represented on screen. But, um, Mayor, this is actually quite a special episode for you and I because we have been waiting to talk about it for, oh, I don't know, nearly 12 months. Um, oh, because we so saw, long. because we actually, um, when we went to visit Ludo um, in Brisbane last year, it was one of the episodes that they were doing the background illustrations for at the time. And they were like, don't say anything that there's an episode about squash. And we were like, <laughs> we won't, but. It's amazing. So I was already excited about squash for a number of personal reasons, but when this episode finally aired, I was also just very excited to see that because it had crossed my mind, maybe Ludo had just faked up everything they were working on while we were there because they oh, didn't really? trust us. Oh, and that's extreme. I wondered, like, there's extreme people involved in Bluey, no doubt about it. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, is this real? Could it be real? Because we also saw up at that time um, a few frames of bingo with uh, like classic basketball up her shirt um, from in the that show kind of, like, kid pretending yeah. to be pregnant which we've now seen play out in the show as well so yeah. so yes we now know that everything we saw was for real they don't just have like a fake you know backdrop that they throw up when outsiders come in and <laughs> try and see you know see the workings of the chocolate factory <laughs> i am um, i would be very impressed if they had fake things to be working on when we were there i mean <laughs> yeah, um, they, they were working pretty hard so. they were working super hard and when the line director sam moore was showing us around and she showed us this big like gantt chart of um like you know what day they had to be delivering which episodes and by when and it was just like well yeah, don't need uh, that wrangling job. That would be interesting. Just on. thinking about it, and yeah, how they're doing it from home, who knows? But keep doing it, guys. We've we need more episodes. All all of the current drop have now screened, and oh, we don't even know fast. when the new ones are coming. So, oh, it's going to be a a long isolated wait. I have to say, but I could I could probably watch the the current ones a few more times, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, well, um, uh, I think the the one that's taken the internet by storm in the last few days, which we are not talking about today, we're talking about squash, but um, a sleepy time that is like a Scorsese, a Spielberg worthy of an Oscar uh, nomination masterpiece, and I can't wait to dissect I, that in future weeks. I reckon just cancel the Oscars. Everyone who is interested in the Oscars can just sit down and watch seven and a half minutes of sleepy time um and then tell us what they think of it because i just don't even know where to begin talking about it it uh, is amazing but in the meantime we have all yeah, the that's actually how i felt about squash when i first saw it as well so <laughs> let's do it <laughs> all right let's do this yeah you know this episode uh really made me feel for uncle stripe um and that was until I remembered that time he jumped, dumped muffin with chili um, <laughs> for sleepover. Yes. And then I was kind of like, yeah, you had this coming. 
Yeah, look, we've done a lot of character assassination of Stripe and it turns out that he is the bingo of the bandit-Stripe relationship, I suppose, yes. uh, and that that very much plays out in this episode very early on when Bingo's riding on his shoulders, Louie's riding on Bandit's shoulders and the Bingo-Stripe combo get knocked off the footpath. Um, they do twin angry eyebrows and it's, Hey, yeah, to be fair, though, they started it. They started by <laughs> trying to shove Bandit and Bluey. So, you know, they had it coming in that moment. Yeah. You know. And uh, when Bandit then retaliates with, I'm going to pound you, I was kind of like, nice double entendre for dogs, but, you know, also <laughs> also fair. <laughs> well, you say they started it, but when it's an older sibling, younger sibling relationship, I think we all know that it never just isolated incidents. Like the who started it goes back to <laughs> – you know, the the earliest days of intimacy, I think. You can never really get to the bottom of who started what in a sibling relationship. Get him, Bluey! Whoa. Ah. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> nice one, Bluey! Get us out of here, Bingo! I'm trying! Big brothers always beat little brothers. That's just the way it goes. Yeah, that's just the way it goes. Speaking of childhood flashbacks, did your did anyone in your family ever play squash? No, we did a subject of squash in PE. I think it was in like oh. year eight, and okay. like where we got driven in a little minivan down to the local rec center. I'm guessing uh, maybe once a week for like a term. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm just not coordinated though. Like anyone that knows me, I'm pretty much Bambi. I've just got gangly limbs and my like yeah, my arms are well out of proportion for the rest of my body. So, you know, uh That yeah. kind of situation does not go well with a small hard object coming at you from any direction as no, well. Like, I don't that's like really balls. the defining feature of of squash, isn't it? That um yeah, you really have to be three hundred and sixty degrees aware and like, yeah, even just peripheral vision I struggle with, let alone that eyes in the back of my head thing. But um my dad did play squash and just every element of this episode is just like visceral flashback. The sweatbands to the sweat patches to the little like black marks on the wall. I don't remember much about squash, but the smell. Like yeah, there's just a distinct smell to like squash um, rackets. Often have that furry handle as like the sweatband as well, and like it's getting all sweaty, and the sweatbands are getting all sweaty, and yeah, there is just a stale sweat smell to a squash court. Sounds um, yeah pleasant. Playing pretty professional level, though, um, uh, after getting a bit of a tip-off on some socials, I was Googling uh, squash balls because the squash ball they're using has a yellow dot. And okay. according to sportsballshop.co.uk, which has published <laughs> a squash ball buying guide, that is uh-huh. the second most professional level of squash ball you can purchase. So um, <laughs> there's the the pro squash ball, which is used uh, by like elite players, and that has two yellow dots. But the next level ball down is the competition squash ball, and that has one yellow dot in the middle, and it gives a slightly higher bounce. So, yeah, it's the same size as the pro ball. It just uh, gives a little bit more hang time apparently to yeah. – to play your shot. So, yeah, 
There you go. So they're obviously doing quite well because there are like introduction balls and things like that and a progress squash ball. So, yeah, clearly clearly they're doing okay. Um, and, um, uh, oh, actually, we have seen uh, pointed out on the socials as well that in uh, one of the first season episodes, and it might be fairies, I think, where yes. there's a collection of old trophies, one of the trophies it would now seem is a squash trophy. So, yeah, you're talking they're like elite level. They're, they're even getting awards for it. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty good. So, uh, yeah, and there's a nice little cameo. I wonder how many objects placed – because we have seen quite a few things return from season one into season two. Um, for example, Chattermax, uh, the granny blankets. We've seen, uh, yeah, all sorts of little um, Easter eggs, you know, discussions about salad, for example. Um, yes. Yeah, and uh, it's lovely that um, just to see that tiny little nod back in season one, it kind of makes you mm-hmm. think, oh, maybe, uh, maybe these things have been thought through. A whole yeah. universe exists already. <laughs> One zero. I absolutely love the music in this episode, Mayor, I have to say. Uh, it's just got that cool 80s synth pop vibe, which I am totally down with. It sort of reminded me of the, all those 80s films with, um, you know, like the classic nemesis sort of vibe. Like It starts um, – I was getting from that first game they play, um, the music starts a bit more down key and it's very boppy and boingy kind of thing. And I wondered if they'd taken, because you see it from the top and it looks very video game and obviously the girls are given the squash racket cases to be the controllers. So it's got that 80s vibe and um, I wondered if they'd even just taken the, you know how in Pong, uh, each time you yes. hit the ball, it makes the kind of pling, pling, um, and they just built on that to uh, bring it up to an actual musical piece. I don't think it's a controller, kid. This isn't over. You could imagine that- it on a, like a, I don't know, what was that? An Atari. Yeah, you could totally yeah. imagine it being an Atari, like, yeah, even, tune. even the fact that um, it was red racket versus blue racket and then the girls' cases had the, a bit of the red and the blue on them. Blue, like, that yeah. felt like I didn't do a lot of uh, video gaming in the 80s, I must admit, but, yeah, it felt pretty uh, real to the original to me. Did, um, did your family ever get a video game console? Because they were definitely not in our house. Uh, I think the first video game console we had was when I would have been like 17 or 18 and uh, inherited my boyfriend's like old PlayStation when he upgraded and I gave it to my little brother. Oh, so, you would have been the and- best big sister ever that day. <laughs> they were pretty, yeah, yeah the, the kids were pretty impressed. Um, I then made them like play Dance Dance Revolution against me a lot. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, my reputation went downhill from there, but it was pretty fun. I remember my sister's, one of her best friends, uh, we used to go over to their house 
and uh, they had five kids and they were all obsessed with Nintendo. So we mm-hmm. only really played Nintendo when we all went to their house. And, yeah, it was like Mario Karts and Kong and, yeah, all those um, cool early 90s games. But, like, I was being beaten by, like, three-year-olds at the age of <laughs> I 12. But it was very fun. Uh, it is fun. Bluey and Bingo certainly seem to know their way around a controller, like just from that first, like, test us out, girls. Um, yeah. You know, they get they get the concept of forward and backwards and throwing the guys against the wall and, yeah, they understand the inherent violence of video games as well. <laughs> but it's sort of an interesting one, isn't it? Because the way they were holding it was like an old-school, like, computer joystick. Do they have an old um, computer system set up somewhere or an old video game? came out of the milk crate from when Bandit used to be cool, possibly. Yeah, exactly. Man, I'd love to see an Atari working these days, though. It would be so bloody slow, wouldn't it? Like, (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. And then, like, you know, you had to blow on the cartridges, like, before you could use them and stuff. Yeah, amazing. Perhaps they're going to come back now everyone's living the slower life in lockdown. We haven't even mentioned it yet, but I I was just watching on 7.30 that a piano company in Sydney has been like inundated with orders for keyboards because everyone's taking up the piano in uh, isolation. So when they realise it's not actually that easy to take up the piano, perhaps, yeah, old school Game Boys will be next. Test us out, kids. Okay. I wanted to talk a bit more about the controllers because do you think we've talked about the episodes that have that magical element? Do you think the controllers controlling Dad and Stripe, is that magic or are we talking more technology slash science? Are we in the STEM world here? What do you think? Well, yeah, see, I had this down on my notes too, so I'm really glad you brought it up, but it is that blurring of the lines between what's real and what's fairy tale in the Blueyverse. So, you know, we saw it in fairies um, to a greater extent, but we also saw it a bit in Featherwand. And, yeah, and I wonder uh, how much it is here. Although, um, Mayor, a few weeks ago, um, Dan Brum, who's one of the sound um, special people for Bluey, I don't know what the technical name is, sound engineers perhaps? Sound designer maybe. Sound designer, yes, that'll do. Um, And he is in real life Joe Brum's little brother and he was saying, and I I can't find the original post, but he was saying that he and Joe – play squash together, um, which uh-huh. I'm imagining inspired this episode. And he just put something cryptic on there like until one day and I was thinking to myself, is this Joe Brum's way of uh, almost having like a bit of a, a, a dig at his brother? It's like, yeah, you did win, but the reason is because my kid was controlling me and was forcing <laughs> me into walls when – it would have been an easy shot otherwise. Like, I don't, I don't know. Oh, please, don't make me lose. I'll give you a hundred chocolate koalas. You ready? Bingo, it's your turn to control me instead of Bluey. Nope. Well, yeah, if not magic, the whole episode could be about 
sort of sport psychology and even the power of positive thinking because (laughs) Bandit obviously goes in with a very strong mindset that he's going to win, that Bluey is feeding off like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, (laughs) Um, she is loving it. um, And then Bingo and Stripe are both much more in the downtrodden, not confident, bottom of the ladder kind of mindset. Um, And that then, yeah, plays out with the girls. They believe they can control them. So they do. Mm. Um, then when finally Bandit gets the yips and uh, starts to lose, it's a win for positive thinking when Stripe comes through with the goods. Yeah, it's like uh, that sports psychology when your competitor gets in your brain and then all of a sudden. Yes, yeah, uh, like it's a strike out. Can you tell that I'm missing sport? Like it's not oh. as though I'm really a sport enthusiast, but like I have noticed that the football season hasn't started and things like that. And yeah, I think I was really <laughs> getting noticed? into wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thanks. Um, I think I was really getting into the competition of this episode just because I need some competition in my life. <laughs> oh, honey. It's going to be a long non-football season. Oh, yeah. To be honest, the Australian obsession with all things sport, but particularly football, I've just found baffling you know for a long time you know like <laughs> the fact that they're still running football related program panel shows when we don't have a competition in operation is beyond me but there you go um yeah There's what so are they talking about i don't talk know about. yeah but you know it is great seeing all the old um have you been watching all like the old reruns and stuff of classic games on tv on, no uh, yeah. like so they're putting them on instead of where yeah. the football would have run kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're just okay. picking like big blockbuster games that were like really awesome at the time. And I'm oh, I should that get onto doing- that. My team might be winning. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. I wondered, you know, how Copycat, I guess, showed how much kids mirror adult behaviour with the with the budgie and then bluey copies the the how the role play sort of worked out it's it's an interesting sort of um postscript i think this episode to that because as much as it starts off being like you know big sisters and, and big brothers always beat little sisters and little brothers then it's actually bluey who kind of turns it on its head by sort of saying dad can you please let uncle Slight win the next squash what? Why? Because I don't think Bingo's having any fun. Oh, you're such a good big sister. So can you? Nope. What? Why not? That's not how grown-ups work, kid. Yeah, I like I like how she kind of calls it out. Absolutely. There is a real role reversal going on, not just that the the younger siblings are taking the upper hand, but that very rarely for blue for this show that Bandit's actually modeling bad behavior and then it's Bluey who almost takes the parental role. Mm. And even even to the point where Bandit says na 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 like he's absolutely gone full feral child well not uses one um, of the lines she used when she was playing the mum in kids on bandit as well so yes. what how very dare you but and we do this so often is bandit playing the long game here 
It's hard to. It's no, I reckon it's I reckon. I think he just wants to win. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't joke. think there's any mercy there. So. <laughs> but um, yeah, I do wonder if this is uh, Joe Brum's explanation in a weird way to his younger brother as to why he did manage to beat him that one time. I said that I was exposed to squash from a young age. Um, I so felt that very early question from Bluey, well, what are we going to do? Because there is not much to do at a squash court if you are not playing squash. And the detail in this just barren wasteland of squash courts, I love that it's even like just bins and empty tables and nothing. Like even on the, even the most imag- – I feel kind of validated that even imaginative kids like Bingo and Bluey kind of scan that and go, what can we do with this? Because I was doing a lot of just like, yeah <laughs> – staring off into the distance at squash courts. Um, But I did notice uh, that Squash Australia on Twitter uh, when this episode aired tweeted, like, what a boost for squash, popular kids show. Oh, my goodness. They got two likes. That was pretty cool for them. I have a feeling. Um, It was their moment in the sun. So I assume that squash courts, like everything else, uh, are probably shut down now, but I wonder if squash will get a delayed revival once everything reopens. <laughs> um, I think they're going to have a fair bit to compete with, actually. Yeah, <laughs> probably everyone's going to have a bit more, like, yeah, uh, pub-based drinking to do before they hit the squash courts. <laughs> but like I said, um, lockdown is making everyone getting out and about and kind of fitness focus now that all you're allowed to leave the house for is fitness. Perhaps perhaps we'll all be on a fitness binge by the end of this and squash will just be one of the many activities we play regularly. I wonder, <laughs> how, yeah, how many people have dug out like old bikes or old scooters or the things that they don't use very often just because they're at home and it is an excuse to get out of the house. Like, uh, I reckon yeah. – People 2020 who, is going to be the year that the bikes did not rust. Like yeah. I feel like that's just standard for a family, like just dragging the bikes out of the garage every five years and ditching them because, you know, they've rusted. Yeah. But, yeah, they're, they're all looking very well used at the moment. <laughs> what are you doing, Bingo? I'm fixing you. Our friend Blue Locations has matched the location, um, did you oh, know, yeah. of Swash? No. So um, Taylor Range Country Club apparently is the uh, inspiration behind the squash courts. And if you go onto Bluey underscore locations on Instagram, you can see the comparative photos. It's very cool. Interesting. They really nailed the uh, the old bin sort of at the side of the squash court vibe. So. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Actually, it really reminded me of um, a squash court. Have you ever heard of uh, Great Keppel Island off Yapoon? Uh, yeah. Like Great Keppel is like, well, it was very big in the early 90s particularly, yeah, like, but beautiful spot on the Barrier Reef, right? Uh, well, yeah, like very southern Barrier Reef. But like when we lived up in Gladstone, it was kind of a island you could get to within, you know, a couple hours drive and then a ferry ride. Oh, um, don't you love the and- concept of space in northern Queensland? <laughs> oh, it's a couple of hours away, nice and close. 
Yeah, totally. Um, But yeah, while it was a very big holiday destination in the 80s, 90s, um, they they went bankrupt the the resort over there and it's now completely overgrown. Um, You can still camp on the island, which Age and I did um, a few years back, but the actual uh, resort is overgrown with vines and overrun with wild goats. And we, <laughs> so when I say we played on the squash court, we actually just like went up to the squash court, looked at all the vines, uh, eyed off some wild goats and kind of, yeah, kicked some rocks around. <laughs> but, wow. Um, I was going to yeah, say, did you have a little yellow dot ball just sitting in your back pocket for such I an know, occasion? Yeah, we, we couldn't find any of the uh, relevant equipment and, yeah, it was probably, <laughs> we didn't want to upset the goats any further as well. Yeah. Anyway, so that was where this, uh, where, where that particular, squash court took me but I'm sure bluey locations is more onto the actual inspiration (laughs) you're trying to sell the squash dream Mary and all I've heard is that you know you basically are reminded of the smell of sweat and being bored Uh, Squash Australia is not going to be retweeting this episode, that's for sure. (laughs) But, you know, take your moment in the sun, Squash Australia. Okay, one more point and we win, Bluey. Make it happen. Okay. Congratulations for winning the International Emmy, we should say, to um, Bluey. yeah. It's very exciting. It was very underplayed given everything else that's going on. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, huge, huge news. So cool. Um, Also, it's prompted a bit of media coverage and there was a great interview in the Saturday paper, which is online and um, weekly broadsheet you can get. um, So last weekend's edition, uh, a journalist called Steve Dow interviewed Joe Brum and quite a few of the Ludo team, actually. And I thought it was really interesting, like a lot of the kind of process of putting to of writing Bluey came out and how oh, yeah. Joe starts with a kind of uh, like childhood development theory and builds from there quite often as well as yeah. starting with a game and building on the game but the uh, article finished by explaining that they wanted more people who could write episodes of Bluey uh, they're really <laughs> struggling to find people and like Mary. it was almost like this, a this many have man. tried, many have fallen kind of uh, vibe to the whole thing. But um, but yeah, this article came out pretty much at the same time that Flat Pack and then Sleepy Time premiered. And oh. like anyone reading it who was like, yeah, I can I can write, I'd give that a go. You just then watch Sleepy Time and go, oh. Actually, no. uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that one can go through to the keeper. So, yeah, I think uh, Joe is probably going to be riding Bluey by himself for a long time to come. <laughs> you know what, though? I'm, I'm, I reckon we're up for the challenge. Should we just give it a go? <laughs> we, you're about to be on, the, you're on maternity leave. You're going to have yeah. plenty of time on your hands, Kate. So much time. Because, you know, now I'm homeschooling apparently. I, I, have, I have a gripe about homeschooling actually. Can I just put mm. it out there for all the parents? I actually sent my daughter's school a letter today saying there is no way I'm homeschooling. Uh, they were going to be sending like three packs a week with activities for like oh. us to complete, which would take six hours a day, and I'm just like, no. Nah. Thank you very much for preparing it, but we will not be doing this. It's absolutely (laughs) mad. So, yeah, I I have a bit of extra time now that I'm not going to be homeschooling. (laughs) uh, Do you think, like, 
do you think the school's kind of motivation is like people needing to keep their kids occupied or was it very much like they will fall behind if this is not completed? Well, part of the thing, and, you know, I love Liv's school and her teachers are just amazing, so I don't want to be too critical. But, yeah, there was stuff like, oh, and if you want to take photos of your child or videos of them doing the activity to help us with our assessments, that would be great. Oh, wow. And I'm just like, so you want me to be a teacher and her aide <laughs> as well as looking after another child and a newborn and film it so that you can mark it. No. Oh. <laughs> no. Oh no. It's just uh. so yeah, I'm giving a permission slip to every parent out there. Feel free to push back on your kids' school if they're asking for unreasonable amounts of homework. It is unbelievable. So Yeah. If I if I emerge from COVID world with my sanity somewhat intact, that will be a win. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Anything that any of us have learnt is just a bonus. <laughs> and you know what? I figure an hour of Bluey a day will will teach them most life lessons anyway. So, oh, you know, yeah. She might be playing squash by the end of it. <laughs> I, I know. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, Mayor, um, I know we've kind of already talked to music, but there is one sort of thing at the end where Uncle Stripe is doing his strength, agility, determination sort of speak, which I really feel is a throw to Daft Punk's uh, Stronger Faster. Yes. Um, I felt like the music, and I haven't done a comparative, so I'm really interested to hear what everyone else has to think, but it really reminded me that sort of sweeping chorus um orchestration it reminded uh-huh. me of the scene in love actually at the end where like they're doing the whole chase through the airport oh, and that really? sort of that yeah the the really triumphant kind of climatic uh theme yeah just okay. really it, they haven't credited a composer or anything which i am loving by the way it's making my job so much easier (laughs) when they are credited absolutely oh my god i'm loving that thank you i will say the the only uh filmic place this took me was straight to rocky because uh, as that final face-off montage rolls out and this is one of the first montages we've had all else i can think of is maybe in daddy put down um where you get the montage of getting dinner. dinner. Um, but, yeah, this this is the only 80s rock montage that I'm aware of in Bluey to date. And, yeah, it just every dun 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 just screams Rocky at me and it makes me <laughs> so happy. Let's do this, bingo. Were you also getting slight Karate Kid vibes from this, like just with the and like yeah, sweatband yeah, yeah, the sweatband definitely. Um, and yeah, those kind of eighties emotions. Oh yeah, just the the big feelings everywhere, really. So uh, yeah, and the little guy got a win, so it was even yeah. better. the love handle. Uh, still on that theme, and if we could shuffle into We Know That Now, oh, yes. um, how good is Bingo's us? <laughs> yeah, we've so, seen us a lot, haven't we? Like, yeah, well, um, in charade last week, um, I meant to mention it and I didn't, but, yeah, her us when she wins her round of charades. That's that also was- from Grannies in last season. So when um, – 
Bluey realizes really? that um, yeah, Granny's can't floss. She goes us, and then Bingo oh, slinks yeah. off. So um, ah, yeah, so Bingo's getting her turn to do some ussing. Yeah, and th- there's a few other episodes where I've heard us being used as well. I can't remember them off the top of my head, but going to be all through the the non-existent playgrounds in no time. <laughs> <laughs> The kids are going to be doing it on Zoom. Oh, my gosh. Um, I, had um, a, I had one as well, actually, Mayor, yep. um, from last week. Because remember when we were talking recently about the concept of time and I felt with Featherwand in particular, we were talking about, well, Chloe's having a birthday, so oh, yep. she must be ageing and maybe all the characters are ageing. I've, I've since been thinking about this quite a bit and after some (laughs) heated discussion with Mr. McMahon, um, I feel like maybe the episodes are going to be presenting themselves almost like childhood memories, so maybe not necessarily coherent. And the thing that's got me thinking about this is one that we're hopefully going to be discussing in a couple of weeks' time, ARMY, um, because when ARMY aired, you see in the background uh, Bluey and Chloe going off on the adventure, they're dressed yeah, as honey horns. Yeah. yeah. So, and and then there was um, Stumpfest, which is another fantastic episode where they've got these tree stumps in the backyard. And I was like, well, we haven't actually, like, we've been at the Healer House a long time. We haven't seen these tree stumps in anything before. So, oh, so perhaps so that I'm was before the beginning of time almost. Yeah. yeah so, okay. I'm wondering if we will get little flash forwards and flashbacks can just be stories from childhood so okay but we could map a timeline from the hints if we tried maybe Maybe. yeah the final well we know that now is a funny one because we talked charades last week and actually we discussed it and I cut it from the podcast but (laughs) um but we heard from um lovely listener Achim who's German background and she um told us about uh in charades bingo singing a little German um song or nursery rhyme Ich bin uh die klein Hexe um, so and we just a little red witch or something like that, isn't it? Ugh. Little witch in red shoes, possibly. Um, but anyway, I couldn't find I couldn't find it in the episode. I'm like, oh, perhaps it's not this episode. Perhaps I've got my wires crossed. Anyway, I went back to Achim. She told me where it was. It is definitely there. This is what it sounds like. Thanks, Louis. Hang on. Don't we know that Muffin is a ballerina? So cute. Thank you for pointing that out. And, yeah, that was um, – so we definitely know that now. <laughs> That's from charades. <laughs> I love that. That's gorgeous. We had a lovely email with an excellent subject line, coconuts have water in them, <laughs> um, from KJ in uh, City of Toronto in Canada. Hey. Um, who – Got onto Bluey late last year and has been hooked uh, thanks to the official YouTube channels uploading clips. But she's finally, uh, in the just the last few months, got to see full episodes on Disney Plus. That's awesome. So uh, that's a pretty good commitment, KJ. Um, she wanted to point out that that in asparagus, and she'd taken to heart our kind of uh, harsh words to say about asparagus, that 
there's a point where Bingo actually just starts eating the asparagus and you've got to wonder if Chili even needed to worry about her kids eating veggies in the first place. <laughs> Bluey's actually got her really interested in just finding out about Australia generally. Oh, nice. um, so she's been researching Lonely Planet Kids and that's got uh, plenty to say about all the weird and wonderful places that you can go in Australia including places um, like Coobapedi and Lake Hillier and the Whispering Wall in South Australia, and she's wondering if Bluey and Bingo will ever get there. So um, what a good way, we're all stuck at home, what a good way to do some uh, virtual travel of the world and also plot some future Bluey episodes. So, yeah, really love that from KJ. Yeah, that's awesome. I wonder, um, yeah, particularly like Outback Queensland because I feel like, you know, Joe's talked about his connection to Winton, which is in very, very central Queensland um, before. So, yeah, w- we could see them out in, with the Kubras and things, um, particularly because Bandit's an archaeologist. Maybe he'll take them out in the field with him one day. Final thing from KJ, she also says that um, sometimes she looks at our podcast logo while listening and wonders which of us is which dog. She tends to think that the scarfed collie is Kate and the floral crown wearing brown dog is Mary. No, that is wrong. KJ, sorry. (laughs) um, What is your dog again? You're the crown wearing. A crown wearing Labradoodle. So, yeah, we had a Labradoodle for a while. He was beautiful. So, um, they're my favourite type of dog. They're kind of slightly awkward and gangly, (laughs) which is a bit like me, Um, and very fluffy and very loyal. Um, You chose your dog because it was your childhood, Springer Spaniel, right? Uh, A Brittany Spaniel, but yes. And uh, I just, and yeah, the most untrainable, insane creature was our heart. Um, So yeah, very relatable as well. (laughs) Um, Thank you as usual to JF who did those gorgeous images for us. I still love being a dog in the Blueyverse. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Just do your best, bingo. I'm trying, but my controller isn't working properly. I don't think it's a controller, kid. This isn't over. I think we are finally at the end of this epic squash grudge match, Kate. <laughs> we squashed. I'm squashing you. <laughs> Trust get me, I cannot and... get more squashed at the moment. I am yeah. yeah, I am almost at squash capacity. If you are on the socials, uh if you are Squash Australia, for instance, and want to get in touch, you can do it on Twitter. We're at Bluey Podcast, on Instagram at Bluey Pod. Um, we're on Facebook, just search for Gotta Be Done the Bluey Podcast. And you can email us like lovely KJ, Bluey Pod at gmail.com email and give Kate some encouragement to end her squashdom <laughs> and get that baby out hey we've still got a couple of weeks to go so you know um <laughs> but yeah any encouragement welcome middle names welcome I think we found a first name we do need some inspiration for the for the second name McMahon's actually a really hard name to make work with stuff because there's yeah. a lot of and kiss sort of sounds and you don't want to get too overloaded with either of those things so. I'm just disappointed that it rules out Mackenzie Mackenzie McMahon. See, it's quite a bit, you know, and like anything starting with an M is like, you know, Mark or Matthew or anything like that is out because it's like, they just sound like chickens. Mark McMahon. (laughs) Michael McMahon. (laughs) Like, it just doesn't work. So, oh, man. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, We'll get there. (laughs) (laughs) Talk so soon. Thanks so much, Kate. Uh, In the meantime, it's got to be done. Got to be done. Bye. Bye.